Hello, everybody. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Overcomers Club. This is a podcast with me and my mom. We share our stories and the things that we've been able to overcome through the power of Christ. Um, I'm just so excited. We're going to be talking today about overcoming being the black sheep. It is something that a lot of us experience and really kind of like outlining what is a black sheep. If you've never been one, might be hard to relate, but it is a very common thing that people experience, if you know what I'm talking about, and it can be super hard. It can be very lonely, it can be discouraging, it can be like a path of isolation, but there's a lot of good things to that, and so definitely stay tuned. I cannot wait for us to really dive deep into this because I I think that we just have to be wise um, no matter what we do in terms of being real on what like what's happening so um i definitely thank y'all for coming to the stage normally me and my mom talk but definitely stay tuned um definitely stay tuned for this topic like we invite guests to come in i want my mom to get a chance to come in because she is who i do the podcast with and with her she will uh what i'll do is once she comes in and she we're kind of talking a little bit about it we'll definitely allow you to come back up to the stage and just chop it up with us we love to invite people to talk um now we are we really do bring in some of the best material that we can in terms of like our life experiences because the overcomers club we pull strictly from the ideas of talking about what we've actually overcome this isn't like some um theories or just reading some stories no these are our life stories these are life events these are the things that we've actually overcome and so yeah definitely stay tuned because we want it here inside we definitely invite guests um really normally after me and my mom do our own commentary on these topics because we know that being overcoming being a black sheep is just we love to talk about um topics that are we people consider hard conversations because I mean it needs to happen and whether or not what people like to talk about these things does not mitigate the fact that they're happening so you got to get real like people are feeling some type of way but imagine you feeling a, a type of way and just think about it like this the devil does a lot of his work in the dark and it's really predicated on the fact that he does a lot of work because people think that they're the only ones going through things and so that's like i feel like that's one of the number one tactics is that the enemy is always coming at us at a way to discourage us um from talking about certain topics to keep us in the situations we are to keep us feeling isolated keeping us feeling bound and so we're here to really go against all of that to break that up to really just destroy the devil's camp to really just start bringing to light the situations that that happen you know what i mean like welcome to the stage my mom kathy r peters um she is so awesome yes i'm biased she's my mom of course but more than that she is one of the wisest people i know she's gone through so many things and been able to hey fight the good fight of faith to say that she got over them to the other side so welcome welcome mom thanks so much for joining us today Thanks so much, Maya. I'm so delighted to join you every Friday. And as I was navigating to the platform, everything that you said was just so on point. And even as we were 
outlining this topic for tonight, a thought came to me, and it's just what you said a moment ago. Um, at the end of the day, the work of the enemy is to make us feel as if we are black sheep, even in some cases when we may not even be. But anything right. that he do, you know, right into that he can do to make us feel isolated, to make us feel alone, to make us feel weird, to make us feel like no one understands us. That is what he comes to do because the word tells us, you know, he comes to uh, kill, steal, and destroy. Yes. And yes. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you and I are again at a point in our lives and are blessed that God put on our hearts. Let's bring these topics to the forefront and let's start talking about a lot of things that you don't necessarily a lot of people talking about, but that's part of what the enemy designs is to keep it under the rug, to keep it where we just not gonna talk about it. So I'm always delighted to join you and just talk. And as you said, this is coming from a personal script, <laughs> um, you know, coupled with the word of God, with prayer, you know, and with uh, insight because we believe in researching our topics yep. from a psychological aspect. I have a BA in psychology, but more than that is we come from a spiritual aspect because we know that God is the ultimate ultimate healer of, of all ailments, of all issues. And so that's yes. why we aimed at the Overcomers Club because you know he came that we have life and have it more abundantly. So yes, we're gonna dive in and, and talk about this black sheep and you know what it feels like and, and how you might identify with that. So uh Maya, you could just take it away. Thanks so much. Okay, I'm not sure if we're having technical difficulties. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, where did you go? Yeah. Oh no, I got another call, so I had to uh, oh, go okay. ahead. But yeah, so so yeah, for those of you that don't know what a black sheep is, because again, you might not know what it is. Um, it really is normally someone in a family who is considered marginalized, that they're treated right. differently. Um, they're excluded from a lot of family gathering. They're kind of like without the person knowing. I, and I don't know if a lot of people, I mean, I know a lot of us that were in um, middle school, high school, we read this book called The Scarlet Letter. It's basically like that. So being in The Scarlet Letter, her thing, it, it was like really an allegory of how society treats people is that this woman walked around with this letter A on her head. I think it was letter A, but it was a scarlet letter, the red letter that people instantly when they saw it, it was um, to identify that she did something shameful and it immediately made people like, re basically she basically had the spirit of rejection on her and people did not want to talk with her. They didn't want to socialize with her. They didn't want to do that. And so what we get this idea of the black sheep is that there's a, some of us in families where we just feel so different. Like there are certain parts of the family, like like a group of family members that they seem very close. 
And then there's like one person that they're getting, like without the other one necessarily plotting it, they are just excluded. They don't feel like they they belong. They feel very different. And of course we all have our own individualities and our own personalities in any family dynamic, but it does, being a black sheep, I believe it takes it to kind of another level because you just don't, because it's a little bit deeper you feel not only isolated and not accepted by people, but you feel isolated and not accepted by people that you should on paper, like technically feel accepted by your own family. So it just takes it, you know, it just takes it another layer, another step forward, like where it could really be very hard um, growing up in those types of situations. Right. And um, so, when we talk about the signs, so you said exactly right. So if you're saying, okay, I need I need a little bit more. I need a couple of signs. I think I identify with this. I'm not really sure. So it could be something as your past labeling you and your belief differing widely from your family members. Yes. And those go together so well because a lot of times, unfortunately, the black sheep of the family is the one in the family who knows a truth about the family that the family doesn't want other people to know. That's mm-hmm. often <laughs> right. It's that person that may have been abused. Um, you know, I was I was reading the story earlier about uh, a young lady who was sexually abused by someone within the family, and the brother knew about it, and she went to the brother and and was saying we need to share this with other people in the extended family and he said oh no we can't do that because we'll we'll be the black sheep of the family you know we'll be disowned we'll be rejected Mm -hmm. nobody will want to talk to us and so many times the people in the family that have been victimized by even other people in the family actually end up being the black sheep of the family when the family dynamic is what is the problem so yep. you know yep. and so sometimes people like oh well if you're a black sheep they they're like themselves a scarlet letter they want to put the blame on the person but so often the blame really isn't on the person the blame is on the family dynamics around that person and that person either was victim of that or knows of it and so often the family wants to keep the image that we're squeaky clean, everything's great, we have no major problems. So when you get that family member who says enough is enough, I want to start talking about it, you can easily then for the family become quote unquote the black sheep as far as they're concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, and this has kind of been a buildup of all the other things we've been talking about. And like when we think about this this is starting to really affect our communities in another way because this idea of and and we're using black sheep i mean being a black sheep really kind of like a doorway to really talk about what's really why like she said i'm I'm very glad mom's breaking out into this perspective because i didn't even know particularly where god was going to kind of lead us but i'm i'm so glad we're talking about this because this is happening on such a big scale um and so i'm like when we think about how many people are in family dynamics where they are getting 
um, victimized inside of a family. Exactly. It is, it is starting to, like, y'all have no idea on a daily basis who God puts me in contact with. And it's, I'm talking about almost every last one of them have dealt with this where, um, where they are, they've been become the victim, but not only now the dynamic in the family has shifted that they have basically become the black sheep in their family because everybody knows what happens to this happened to this person, right. but nobody right. wants to give any credit and recognize honor. They exactly. don't want to fight for the person. They don't want to uh, bring it up. They don't want to fix it. They might even still accept if it was another family member, they might even accept that family member still. They don't talk about it. They keep it in a, in the closet. And so it is, it's something that's really, really bothered. It's like plaguing the communities because we have to look at what is happening. Like I, I'm not playing guys. God is, I'm not playing. I know at least and right now, almost 10 people that have experienced this type of thing and the numbers are growing the more and more i'm learning i'm like this is too common too so common. It's, too common. It, it's just too common and it's too common and it's so prevalent because i think it is for this very reason that we don't talk about it and that person feels that they have no one to talk to so you have the individual victims and families and this person is not telling anyone, and this other person is not telling anyone because society as a large has not welcomed that conversation. We don't like the tough conversation. Yep. We, yep. We, and so that person ends up, quote unquote, not only being labeled as the black sheep, but internalizing where there must be something wrong with me because this happened to me. Why was I the one that this was done to? Yep. And I, like you, um, right at the top of my head, know of multiple unfortunate cases of uh, particularly females who were victimized and were then ostracized by the family. Yep. And it's years and years and years and years. And the healing doesn't take place because, for one, it's not acknowledged. Um, and then that's the other reason is because again what do you do with something that has happened to you and there's no place no format no way to work through mm -hmm. that trauma in a healthy way so so a lot of times we'll, we'll talk about young ladies um, primarily for the purpose of that's where we're going right now but a lot of times you may have young ladies in a family and there may be one young lady in the family that the other family members may look down upon based on maybe her behavior you know maybe she's a young lady that likes to party a lot or maybe she's a young lady that they deem as she doesn't take life seriously or maybe they she's a young lady that they say, well, I don't understand why she wears the type of clothes she wears but what's so interesting is when we pull back the layers. Yeah, here we go. That young lady is actually the child that was victimized years and years and years ago and never had a healthy way to work through what happened to her. So then she may 
resort to other what we consider not the best behaviors but at the end of the day she's asking for someone to see her and to ask her what happened what's going on why are you doing this are you okay that's right. what the problem is so, oh i don't know why she acts like that which is the worst thing of all because um i remember maya when i was teaching years ago i was teaching uh eighth grade and there was this beautiful beautiful young lady in my class and i remember one day so vividly i remember one day uh, she and her friends were sitting in a group set in the classroom and they were doing group work and they were talking about you know their weekend and different things and very casually almost matter-of-factly she started talking about yeah uh yeah, my stepfather and I, uh, you know, he's always messed with me and, and putting his hands on me. And the minute she said that, I was sitting at my desk. You know, wow. my, ear, my ear opened up, you know, they started opening up, but I didn't quite know where she was going with that. So I just kept listening as, as mm-hmm. her friends did as well. And so, you know, she kept going. And then and even the friends started to probe a little bit because it was just the way she eased it in there. But it was not what was appropriate for the conversation so exactly. she kept going you know she kept going and she said yeah because he's always uh you know putting me on my putting me on his lap and touching my breast and so you know but she said she mm-hmm. just said it very matter of fact like it was an everyday thing and the the other young ladies looked at me and and i just chose at that moment because no one else was close enough to, i just let her because she needed to talk so i kind of let her talk about it right and then, of course um, as an educator, you know, we are, um, you know, we are mandatory reporters. So we ever find out about any type of abuse or what we deem as a potential occurrence of any type of abuse, we are required to report that as we should. And it was the most devastating experience for me to partake of because what happened to that young lady is after I reported it, went through the proper channels, um, it was not long before that young lady's mother removed her from the school and the friends that were at the table when she disclosed this information share with me later on that the mother which we know happens so often. The mother was upset with her, not with the stepfather apparently, but was upset with her and um, sent her off to another school and they just shared that she basically was even cut off from them, that they were having a hard time even staying in touch with her because the mother took her out of school right. and glee treated her again as she was quote unquote the black sheep because she had chosen on that particular day to share something and I knew then as I know now she was sharing that because she was trying to get someone to get her some help exactly and and look I I think um that story it, it just brought to back back memories of me being in a situation like that where I had my one of my best friends in middle school 
um, Allie, how she dealt yeah. with that same right, right. situation. And it was, it was hard because number one, and because, you know, to bring in also, and I just want to say real quick, TT, thanks so much for being in a uh, queue to come up to speech. We were, we're going to get to you very shortly. So just stay tuned. Thanks so much for getting ready to come in. But I, I remember, first of all, when I felt as a black sheep was when I, when dad started beating me and I didn't know, I thought it was like in my mind, it was like something told me just made me feel like everybody in the family already knew he like beat me like that okay yes that's that's what the enemy does yes and so it made me feel like everyone already knew so what's new like what's the big deal and so i didn't talk about it literally until almost 10 years like later so after when he passed away and so then i grew up with one of my best friends ali and I was the friend of another black sheep. Like she was a black sheep in her family because not only was Allie adopted, her her step, when I tell you that this young lady, imagine being 13, 14 and you meet somebody and they are in trouble. Like again, we talked about this last week. Like what can a child really do? That's right, that's right. Like what can you really do? So even right. hearing the stories that she told me were just so traumatic to me and her. And I just wanted to always be there for her. And this is after I had gave my life to Christ. I was just there trying to encourage her. And she ended up giving her life to Christ later, praise God. Um, and she said, I had a lot to do with it. And that's really just how God moves. But this girl was molested since she was a young child and current, like she was molested while we were, the entire time we were friends. And then it was revealed later that she was a part of this adopted family and it was different different people in the family that did molest her. And the mother knew about it. I don't know what this, this, this societal, um, generational thing that's happened. And honestly, I'm thinking it has, it is generational because a lot of, the mothers, they know, a lot of the female people, family members know this, this is happening in the family. And a lot of times the perpetrators are the other males in the family, but it's also both. So I want to give space also for men. There's a lot of men yes, that have also been molested by a lot of women in their family. That's correct. And what, but what it is, is it marginalizes this person because a lot there's kind of two dynamics there's the situation where everybody does know and then they literally exclude them there's right. a situation where like me i nobody knew but the devil had me so scared i just knew and so isolated in my mind and trapped in my mind i just assumed everyone knew and it kept me quiet and suffered in silence so there's that those two dynamics, right. being a black right. sheep, and you both, and you are in both situations because you still are, are being, you have this cloud over your head that you don't, you're not accepted, you don't belong um, with the rest of your family, and it's extremely hard to deal with um, if you don't know how to overcome it, if you don't know really the the keys to really break out of those, break out of that bondage, because that's what it is, and growing up with Allie and then as you said things normally get worse before they get better I mean she was she ended up being someone I had to help I had to effectively I remember one one day one night my mom I know she remembered this 
Allie called, like, me and Allie, this is back in the day, technology. This is really before text really got off the ground, like, really big. This is before iPhones, like, it's, we just had regular flip phones and, and, and a computer. We used to Skype all the time, so we would text on, so we would mess, send each other messages on Skype all the time. And she, and we would do, like, status checks, like, on Facebook, but really it was, like, mood checks, like, different emojis, and I remembered, um this day that I was talking with Allie and I remember her status changed and it was something to the effect of, hey guys, it was nice knowing everybody. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm like, this is this is it. And it was like very, very dark. It, yeah, it, it I remember seemed, that. Yeah, it was very eluding. And I was like, I remember freaking out. And I was like, y'all, uh, I'm pretty sure my one of my best friends is trying to commit suicide tonight. And I remember us calling Allie's mom. And yeah. if we hadn't called her mom, Allie'd probably be dead today because she had take over she had overdosed. I remember and imagine being in an environment where the people anybody that was gonna save you had already hurt you or knew somebody hurt that did hurt you and chose not to defend you. Right. So she she was in that environment where she it was like basically it was like, so what? Like what like what am I missing out? What am I losing? Right. And like for me in my situation, um, getting physically um, abused, it was just such a mental trap that I couldn't get out of because I felt I felt so first of all paranoid that if I told anybody that it was gonna bring on more suffering, more pain than I already dealt with, and then number two, it just made me feel like like okay. Y'all know what's going on to a certain extent, I, I guess. Like, I kind of was like, it was always a toss-up. It was like 50-50 chance, y'all know. Like, it, it automatically made me feel like I had to put some distance because I was like, I don't know who to trust. And living in those type of situations really puts you in survival mode. And we, me and mom was talking about this in our during the week. Like, being in survival mode really breaks down your ability to really thrive and grow and society, it really, it makes it very hard. Like, and so we're, we're saying all these different things because if you have been a black sheep in your family, um, we honestly would like to invite you to the stage. I'm sorry, T, I know that we kind of went over, uh, we would love to invite you to the stage. Um, I just want to thank all y'all that are listening right now. I'm definitely giving y'all follows, but we would like to invite you to the stage just to share your testimony because do. Yes. the things that helped me, so we talk about overcoming. The thing that helped me honestly was because I had such a strong relationship with God, with Christ, that I renewed, like my identity myself renewed and then being able to tell and talk about it, it really healed me. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was privileged to be able to talk to my family members about it, but some of y'all are in situations where it doesn't matter if you talk to a family, they are still choosing to be, live in the dark. And so we want to give space for anybody that wants to come and tell their story to come to the stage and just talk or even just add a comment or ask a question for me and my mom. Um, because sometimes, because we've learned even just doing the podcast that God has had us to do and that we are pushing for... Um, to be able to bless people is that it's, it's a lot of healing in confession. Yes, it is. You no, know, God talks about the idea of confession sins to one another so that you can be healed. 
I, I mean, and these are sins, like, you might think, well, I didn't do anything. No, but to that, there is a sin attached to your life. And so confessing that indeed brings, starts to bring healing because what is done, kept in the dark, um, it a lot of times continues to grow even darker. It grows worse. Yes. I mean, just like mold, you know, like once you hit that, some mold, like it really, really grows and thrives in dark. And when you hit that light on it, it's already starting to burn up. And this is how a lot of truths are. This is how a lot of these things are as well. And so I want y'all to know that my mom and I have created a safe space for people to talk no matter what. Um, knowing that, yeah, you might have felt like the black sheep. Maybe you were somebody that always got put to the side in your family. You always got pushed down or you felt alone, you don't have to feel alone because here in the Overcomers Club, you're part of the club. Like, that's really that's what we right. want to do. Um, but we just open that stage up. Anybody wants to come, cool. If not, no no worries. Like, trust me, we, we have so much to even, to still unpack in this topic. Uh, Mom, did you have, did you want to say something? Uh, I believe you. we have someone that's ready to come to the stage, correct? We did. I think she got knocked out, or oh. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, or she, or she had to get off. Um, I would love to invite her back up, but maybe she just had something uh, come up. But I, I wanted to share the scripture because I'm gonna tell you this, and I and I was talk- we were talking about this kind of about kind of like the other week we were talking about the idea of rejection. In whatever the enemy uses, tries to use against you. I promise that there is a secret door back to Christ in that. Like God always can turn the ugliest dirt, like worst, dirty, dirtiest secret type situations into something to empower you, give you glory. Because I have to tell you, if you've been through those different scenarios, if you have been a black sheep, maybe you were just that stark. Maybe you were just that kid that wanted to be different in their family, that chose a a brighter path in your family, you chose to do something different, you're still considered a black sheep. You didn't have to go through those things. Maybe you were just someone that you didn't fit in because you chose light over darkness in your family. Well, I'm here to tell you that you have already effectively started to be made in the image of Christ because in his word in John chapter one, verses 11 through three, in King James Version, it says that he came unto his own, and it's talking about Jesus, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Yes. And so, Man, what up, man? That, that's that's such a powerful scripture because yes, it it's showing. Like I kid you not, I feel so close to Jesus because when I, it, it's nothing like having a friend that goes through the same thing you've been through. Like y'all don't have to. It, it's like okay, you get it. I don't have to go through this laundry list to try to explain my experience to you. You already know the experience. You've been there, done that, like I have, and that's how Christ is. Like it, it, in in Christ's journey. He would go through like trying to prophesy and trying to heal people, trying to minister to people and his own received him not like he was not accepted by those in his own, his own family, his own tribe, his own community. And 
a lot of times that's how it is. Like a lot of y'all have had to leave your family. That's what we talked about last week. Um, you know, having to leave your family and feeling okay about that. But it's hard. You so we're trying to we're trying to go in a little bit deeper because but understand that Christ has already done, he's over already overcome, and you doing this is effectively forming you into the image of God, into being a son and a daughter of God. Yes. And it, it's just so different. <laughs> yes, I I just I love that you use that scripture for this topic because it's it's so resonating to think about that Jesus and every time you know I read that I think about Jesus growing up uh, I just I just have this picture in my mind of how he went around those people right in his community and even thinking about what the people probably said when he came to them and said you know I am the Messiah I am the son of God and so when they received him not we can imagine what type of things they said now who does he think exactly you know who does he think he is that ain't nobody but a Joseph's son you know that carpenter right right you know because that's the type of thing people will say when you go to them and so often we you have a word you have a word that God has given you and you're you're led by God to go and share and and people are so quickly to look at one of the one of the things that uh I, when I was researching this topic that talks about the sign of you being a black sheep is the, the how your past labels you so how yes. often, how yes. often do people because we all have a past all of us were born in mm-hmm. sin type and iniquity but some of us just have things that may be more known to people than others but nevertheless that thing where when you do decide to make a change when you do decide to take a different path you make a decision to walk toward something better and then you have people who then love to try to hold you to your past or hold you to what they know of you they try to be yep. too familiar with you you know so i can imagine uh, when jesus told the people in his own community who he really was the type of things they said well there right, exactly. you're the messiah because your father is joseph right down there we know joseph you know but a carpenter you ain't nobody's messiah so what makes you think that we're going to believe you and so that happens so often to those who are you know many are called but few are chosen so a lot of times this ideal of like a black sheep is because you have been chosen for something mm-hmm. outside of what even your immediate family or people in your community can even understand they still want to look at you when you were 10 and 15 and maybe even 20 but that does not mean that because there are things that all of us have done that we have had to ask God to forgive us for it does not mean that you are not chosen for greatness and so yep. that is why the enemy loves to use other individuals to try to block us to try to stop us to discourage us that you know you're not able to do that you're not you know mm-hmm. you're just black mm-hmm. sheep sometimes it can be something as i just decided that i want to go to college 
Now, you would think, right? You would think that something like that would be embraced by family members who may have not gone to college, but how often do other family members begin to say to that family member, oh, so you think you're better than us now? Oh, so you think because you want to go to college that 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 you look down upon us or I could have gone to college doesn't make you better than us. And all you are trying to do is just make a better choice for you. You you want to pursue something outside of around you doesn't mean that you're trying to look down on your family. But, um, you know, we have our nonprofit school community first high school and there's this young lady that's so vividly in my mind right now very smart beautiful young lady um she she was coming to classes she had aspirations to go into culinary art i mean smart young lady and little by little her attendance began to decrease and decrease and so we reached out to her said you know what we know what's going on and at first, you know, well, you know, I haven't been feeling well. You know, we could tell, you know, there were things she was trying to communicate to us to get us to just kind of back off. But, you know, we were concerned. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's so smart. I mean, she probably would have earned her high set diploma probably in six months if she had just, you know, hung in there with the school. And so she finally came to the school one day and she really sat there and said, it's my family. I feel like I'm getting my family down. Now, she is every bit of, what, maybe 18, and yet, and this happens too often, she feels the uh, requirement, she feels the obligation from other family members that she should be taking care of them when she doesn't even have what she needs to take care of herself. Right, exactly. And, And so often, family members would do that especially to our young children is we start to bestow upon them these adult responsibilities when they're just children where you need to help with this or you do you don't we don't have time to be worried about going to school you need right 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 (laughs) instead of saying baby i want you to go further than i did get your education get what you need to get and so that's what we told said well if you get your high school diploma you will then be able to access other opportunities and you will be able to be a better blessing to your family. But again, um, the the family dynamic uh, overcame her and eventually she just she just stopped coming. And, and, and so sometimes that black sheep is just that person that wants to try to do something a little different than everybody else. Look, I promise. And, and you know what? I'm, it's like God's giving me revelation on this too because honestly what we're talking about A lot of times the reason why someone is a black sheep is because they have a call in their life for God. That's right. And let's be 100% real. Like, understand that if you are someone that has been called in your family, you've been chosen, handpicked in your family by God, that also means that you are someone that is going to be breaking generational curses. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is something that the enemy is going to effectively make you someone rejected of your family. And it's not even that. It's because the spirit, in, the God in you automatically is going to get rejected by the ancestral spirits of your family, the demons that that covenant constantly to keep the family in bondage. And those generational curses, like when we talk about doing something different, that's a lot of times that's what happens. Like I can't tell you how many people I know, like 
it's something in them where they already have greatness. They already want to do something different. They have, they're on a different path. And yeah. a lot of time, I'm going to tell you, a lot of times, if you don't go heavy into really like breaking out of that mold, you have to really be intentional. That per- like a lot of times that person, that black sheep gets swallowed up by the family, gets destroyed by the family, or they like it, it's either one or the other a lot of times or they have to just become completely isolated from their family to be able to really get to the next step and really break free because i i experienced a, a lot of those things um even mom will tell you there was there was seasons in our life and me and her just didn't talk and we couldn't we was just on different paths and god brought us back together and i'm so thankful for it now but there was times like i had to do a lot of things on my own because so let me break down like when we talk about generational curses again, this is just the devil's play at his 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 turn to basically do something that God has already done because God also bestows generational blessings. And so when Abraham, when he made a covenant with Abraham that he was gonna bless him up to the fourth generation and, and beyond, understand the devil looked at that and he's like, I'm gonna do the same thing with generational curses. Um, an altar is being built anytime um, the whole purpose of an altar and those that, that are into spirituality and all these different things they know what I'm talking about the witches and warlocks know what, what it is and I'm, and I'm tired of us as Christians being so ignorant to what is going on in the spiritual world but we got to know that altars are a place for, for a human and a spirit to meet and normally a sacrifice has to be done for that for the that that spirit to be invoke to come to that altar and so if you have a, for instance and i know a bunch of people like this people come from there might be a generational curse of molestation in the family that's why a lot of the times a lot of the women or different people don't talk about in the family because they also were victims of it too and it's normal in that family they were victims nobody helped them nobody saved them nobody looked out for them and so when it happens to their children they don't think anything should be done because now they've effectively become just like the people that hurt them. And that's what generational curses do. They blind us to our own faults in the family. So there's generational curses. I mean, anything you can think of, of teen pregnancy, of alcoholism, drug abuse, um, of just abuse in general, being um, going to jail, uh, being poor, just I mean, there's a slew of them, just as a slew of, slew of blessings of having wealth, having prosperity, of having good health, of having um, just a, having the gifts of the spirit. But understand that a lot of times, a lot of you that are black sheep, that's why I read that scripture. It is because you're called to something higher and God has chosen you and your family to do something different. And a lot of times doing something different is breaking out of generational curses. Like, I... I mean, it, it never fails. Like, I can't tell you how many people, even though they've been through those things and they were the black sheep in their family, they're they're making leaps and bounds, like going way further than anyone in their family, in their careers, their businesses, their spirituality, like their, their, their gifts of the fruits of the spirit that God has bestowed upon them. It never fails. So these people are really moving on another level, but it's also a way that God, a lot of times, um, consecrate his people like the first time I realized that I was just different I was when I was in kindergarten y'all I'm not even playing I remember being in kindergarten and for whatever reason like I, and I talked about I think, I think on another episode but 
this is such a bad, like such a very um, clear memory of mine is that I was in kindergarten. I was like the only one. Like, I, I, I was like the only, I felt like I was the only one in the entire place. Like, no one wanted to play with me. This one little boy came play with me, and that was it. But it, I remember this feeling like I was always like being, like I was in a bubble. Like I was living a different life than everybody around me. And uh, that's what a lot of times happens. And so even even a lot of times, those that were victimizing their family, it's because they're calling your life, the devil's trying to steal your destiny. And so a lot of times, those people, I, I know so many amazing men and women of God that have triumphed and they've been down the same kind of road that I've been on and Jesus went through where you are isolated, you are not accepted by your family, you might have even abused and hurt by your family, but you still overcame it. And so that's what we're here to talk about. Like you, it can be done. Um, understand again, I just want to read that scripture again, John chapter, chapter one, verses 11 through 13. And it says, he came unto his own and that he being Jesus and his own received him not his own family, his own community, his own hood. And it said, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So this was God's will for this to happen. This was God's unadulterated will for these things to happen. For him, for us to be the sons and the daughters of God. And so there is a beauty and there's a there is a mark on your life by God for a lot of these things. And I'm gonna tell you what, and y'all know I'm telling the truth. A lot of y'all already know that if you had really been hung and strong with your family, you would have fell into the same vices that they did. It never failed. So many people, they always, I mean, I know a lot of them, they're like, man, you know, all my family members, they all went to jail. I was listening to, I had the privilege of talking um, with, an, with an amazing public speaker one time, um, Josh Tolley, and he was telling me about his experience and how he was the only one in his family that broke out of poverty and never went to jail. Like everyone, that was just the curse. Everybody went to jail. Everybody's in poverty. And he now being a multimillionaire, doing amazing things, was able to do it. And he's a proclaimed believer in Christ. Like he openly professed his belief. And so when I'm talking about these things, you have to look at it like, you know, whatever, again, whatever the devil tries to make us feel guilty of, makes us feel bad about, you feel isolated from your family because in fact, you are because God has called you to be hit part of his family, not some earthly family, but be a part of the household of Christ, of God, to be a part of that, of the host of heaven. And it's a high calling, it's an amazing calling, but it's one that's totally worthy. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, like, for me sharing my testimony, I remember God giving me these dreams where I was always getting adopted um, and it's talking about his in his word in the New Testament of getting the spirit of adoption. And I was always getting adopted in this family of people that I didn't recognize, but I was always, we were always helping each other in this family. In this family, the dad was always so happy and pleased with me and excited. And 
it was so crazy. I was like, what is happening? God revealed to me because he's adopted me into his family. He's well pleased with me and the things that he has for me to do in this life. And so it's the same thing with you. The devil has tried to make you feel marginalized, using, going through, using your family members when you feel unaccepted, you feel weird. You just feel like an outcast. And I'm here to tell you that, look, it's a good thing. Honestly, God saved you from a lot of things. A lot of things that your family's in, a lot you probably didn't need to be involved with. And honestly, you have to see that even if you are a victim and, and I prayed for healing, we're going to definitely do a prayer of healing after this, that you start to see God starts to illuminate your mind and give you a better perspective on this topic of being a black sheep. Yes, indeed. And I was uh, sitting here smiling when you said and shared about your dream, because as you were talking, I literally started thinking about how Joseph of the Old Testament, the Joseph that many of us know as the one with the coat of many colors, how he was um, the black sheep of the family because God began to give him dreams and he began to see things. And as he shared those dreams with his family, his brothers in particular became very, very upset with him. And again, saw him as trying to position himself as being better than them and even sold him and destroyed his coat and took the blood of an animal and took his father right and said, oh, our brother is dead. And Ooh, yet, that's a good one. yes, and and yet, so there you are. I mean, that is a perfect example of someone being considered the black sheep because even one of the dreams of him at the father, and the father was thinking, okay, now who are you to be telling us that you see yourself, you know, as as taller and bigger than us? And all he was doing, which is so time many times what happens within the family dynamic, is you're just sharing. You're maybe sharing a dream or you're sharing a vision, and someone either in the family or in the community or sometimes even those you may consider friends become offended by something that you're genuinely sharing um, that you believe is a vision or something that God has given you, you know, so, you know, we, we, as a side note, also talk about, you know, being careful who you even share your dreams with because even, Boy, people, come on, right, that's so right, mom, that's such people, a good, that right. is such a good yes oh my gosh. even people in your family or even people you may oh, consider friends and I, I you know i learned that many many years ago that really it's not but a very few few people and when i and i'm not talking about just everybody because they're family um a lot of things i just do not simply share because god had to teach me everything that i give you isn't to be shared you yep. you you receive the information, you pray about it, and then you just be quiet. <laughs> and when and when That's it becomes fast. to fruition, the, the dream will speak of itself when it becomes manifested in your life. And so a lot of times that's what happened with him you feel like well I better tell my brothers I better tell my sisters you know this great dream and he really didn't understand the magnitude of it but they understood it and became so offended of it and then for those of us who know the story you know God allowed Joseph to be positioned all throughout that wherever Joseph was he was one that God used to rise to the top he was always in leadership to the point that 
it was his very family that came to where Joseph was leader and Joseph had the opportunity to deny them food or to feed them because there was a famine going on in the land. And mm-hmm. and so that is the positioning that we're talking about. That is understanding as you said my being quote unquote the black chief by the world standards or by your family right. standards is actually a beautiful thing when you see it from the aspect of being used by God because there is no greater calling than that is to be used by him and so there are going to be people family friends neighbors that you may definitely um, have to step away from but for the calling on our lives it's worth it because we are all placed here for God's purpose now whether we actually walk in that purpose and actually live to that purpose is our choice but we were all placed here by God to fulfill a purpose that he has given each of us to do on this Absolutely. earth his glory to his Absolutely. glory not everybody's going to understand that not everybody's going to recognize that and it doesn't mean that because someone doesn't give you the the thumbs up doesn't mean that you're not called by God. Absolutely. Exactly. Mom, that story of Joseph is literally one of my favorite stories in the book of the Bible because I I feel like it's such a beautiful foreshadow of the life of Christ, but the life of many Christians because you're in a family. You're right. Yeah. I mean, so perfect. He was a black sheep. He was gifted. Yes. He yes. was talented. He was given a, a gift of dreams. Uh, prophecy and interpretation just like I, I have a lot of those dreams I have a lot of those gifts and that's literally watching his movie back in the day when I was a kid uh, Joseph King of Dreams I prayed for those exact gifts and God gave them to me but that was already in his, in his plan they have those for me but I remember you know in that story a lot of y'all if you read your Bible you already know but for those of you who don't know I mean Joseph literally went from he was the youngest um of his brothers and god always uses this theme oh i just felt i felt something drop my spirit <laughs> always using this theme of how the least the last will be first yes yes the last will be first and yes. joseph was the last he was the youngest brother at the time and all his but god had blessed him like spiritually with different gifts and he was favored. He was favored by their by their dad. So these were, um, and he was the only child of his mother because his dad had two wives, Leah and Rachel, and he was the only child of Rachel. And he grew up. Um, God was showing he had different dreams and had a, a dream of prophecy that his family, his brothers, and he didn't even fully understand exactly why he was telling them the dream that the dream was basically prophesying that his family would bow to him and he would be leading right. them that That's he right. was chosen he would be chosen and of course man imagine your youngest sibling coming to you with that dream a lot of times you're gonna like a lot of people you're gonna feel offended they're gonna be like who are you supposed to be and, and that's right. what happened but that spirit of jealousy literally led his brothers to selling joseph into slavery and, and a lot of it it's so symbolic because I mean that's what ends up happening a lot of times these families like we're talking about that idea of you know that person being victimized 
Well, uh, being sold into slavery just literally symbolizes any level of bondage, victimization, being being that's abused, right. yes, being molested. Right. And so these family members, the spirit behind them, a lot of times they're trying to take out your fire. They're trying to burn out your life. And they was hoping, they were hoping that that was going to be enough, but God will, will prevail. And yes. Joseph ended up being second in command over Egypt and end up the family had to come to him to be saved. They had to come back to him. Joseph yes. recognized them. At first, he wanted to be mad, and he had to, he gave put them through a test. But at the end of the day, he ended up saving their lives. And that's how a lot of y'all are. And, and it's just amazing, um, what how God uses these things. I mean, it's really the picture of the foreshadow of Christ, but it's the foreshadow of a lot of us. Um, a lot of us that have been black sheep in the family, we end up coming back and becoming a big, tremendous um, part of the family, of helping the family, of healing the family. And that might not necessarily, um, it also takes the ability of that family members, those family members to have um, forgiven and those family members to have repented as well. So I'm not telling you that every family is gonna be healed because it takes two, like his his brothers that did that to him, that, that sold him into slavery, um, they had to repent. Like they literally, are, they literally had turned and changed, they had a, a change of heart before they even came. They regretted what they did. And some of you, y'all are waiting on that closure, but I'm telling you, you shouldn't be looking to your family, you should be looking to God. Yes, that's right. That's it's exactly, not a guarantee. Yes, that's, you know, a, that's what I was thinking about that. Ultimately, every every week every topic we're always pointing everyone listening to christ because that is why god sent christ as the one and the only one that can ultimately save us from everything we could ever suffer because he gave his life and shed his blood for that reason and so that's why it says once again that he he came that we have life and life more abundantly and so Joshua 1 and 9, I want to share this scripture for all of us who have ever felt like we were the black sheep or you may still feel as if you are. Joshua 1 and 9 says, Behold, I command thee, take courage and be strong. Fear not and be not dismayed because the Lord thy God is within all things whatsoever thou shalt go to. And at the end of the day, if you have God and God is dwelling within you and you know that you are doing what God has called you to do, then you can hold your head up. You can take courage. You can yes. be strong. You don't have to fear and be dismayed because there's other people in the family community that may be talking about you or saying negative, negative things about you. You can hold your head up because God is with you. You know, God is the one that is there and he is one that created us for his purpose and when he is for us you know said so who can be against us so 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 don't allow what the enemy has planted in people to discourage you to the point that you don't move uh, that you are someone that is controlled by fear because for my testimony about being black sheep a lot of it was just this feeling that I had 
that no one ever really, my father never said anything, my mother didn't say anything. I just had this feeling ever since I was a little girl that I just did not fit in. I always mm-hmm. felt like in every circumstance, um, I just did not seem to to be socially adept on how to even have friends. I just always felt really, really weird and just out of sync with everybody else. And so I I, I can remember um, looking at my older sister, it was just my sister and I and my mother and father growing up and mm-hmm. she looked so differently from me. Now, nothing was ever said, you know, nothing was ever said by her or about my parents, but you know, she, in my perception, was given more of the, the beauty as I looked at myself, I didn't see the resemblance of what I saw in her in me because she had long hair, my hair was short, you know, she just, she was tall and slender. I was, I mean, the very opposite, I was short and, you know, and it wasn't just necessarily chubby, but we just did not have really a lot of physical features mm-hmm. that were the same. And so I internalized a lot of things um, growing up and, and by her being five years older than I, you know, she was pretty much, you know, in a whole nother age bracket, although she was you know, always very, very protective of me, a very good sister to me. It was just something within me that looked around me and never felt like I was enough, you know. And so for anyone right. listening, if you always have had that feeling, I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or I don't have enough of whatever, that is the enemy trying to stifle whatever that thing is that God has placed in you to do. That is what that is. That's his voice talking to you, telling you that, no, you're not good enough to do this or no, you know, this, everybody else is smarter than you. And that is not true because God loves each and every one of us unconditionally. And the fact that we're here and we're breathing means that God has something for us to do. And so when we talk about overcoming, it is always about find your worth in Christ. Look to God. Uh, You said earlier that the way you overcame is because you so identified with Christ. And that is ultimately all of us have to do. And when you really begin to understand that there is not another human being, whether it's your father, your mother, your spouse, your best friend, there is not another human being that can heal you, that can save you, then you will not have so much expectation because a lot of what happens the family dynamic is the offense and the disappointment become comes from we expect this other person to validate us we expect this other person to check us off and say i approve you but what if they don't ever say that right, you get still be approved by god and that's ultimately who we have to stand before anyway so Ooh, come on our, you know our i i, I so remember and I think about this so often. I remember I was an adult at this time. So I've dealt with this feeling off and on ever since I was a little girl. But but the uh, the amazing thing is a guy was always yet pushing me to other. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's going to come back, y'all. If she has time. There you go. I want you to continue that thought, Mom. Because... This idea, this topic, I'm like, oh my God, I, I know it's blessings on y'all. I'm thanking God that he put on my mind. 
ahead. Uh, I guess I was just thinking, you know, that even though on one hand I I had this feeling of I didn't fit in and I really had a lot of fear growing up. I just always felt mm-hmm. um, intimidated by people around me. But right. it was God himself that, that kept on opening doors and positioning me into opportunities that, that other people had never even heard of. I mean, if I go through the list of the things that God has done in my life in spite of me, that's why I love God so, because in spite of me, he said, no, I called you for this. I chose Come you on. to do this. I position, I gave you favor for this. Yes. So th- there have been doors and doors and doors that have opened that I know no man opened those doors. Right. And so that that is what finding who you are in God is all about. The overcoming that we speak of is because we overcome because of the blood of the Lamb. We overcome yes. because of the Spirit of God. We overcome because of who we are in Him. And and so. Um, I remember when I was uh, going through one of those feelings, I guess you want to call them a, a pity party one day. I remember, um, again, I always felt like I was never part of a, a really a group. And so I, I remember there was a, a group, um, a group setting, and they were a group of ladies that were uh, associates of mine that I worked with within the school system. Um, they had a get together and I was not invited to that get together. And mm-hmm. so another colleague of mine, we have become a little, you know, we have become more friends and had grown past associates. And so she had, you know, they said, hey, did you get an invite to such and such? And I said, no. And she said, oh, yeah, what well, they invited me and I think I'm going to go. So I remember getting off the phone with her and I had this woe is me and why come I'm never invited to things and blah 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 and it was really funny because I could really hear God dealing with me and said for one you don't even like going to those things <laughs> for real come on <laughs> okay let, let's be honest you know you're let's not even real. and I never did I truthfully never have been one for crowds never have been one that needed to be around a lot of people just never have needed that not to say that I don't enjoy being sociable but I have not ever needed that and I think that's part of the beauty when you are not so dependent on the people when you're able to stand and walk alone you can be used by God for many different things because you're not people dependent. So, and then he reminded me, reminded me, he said, now for you to do as Jesus did, you must, you must remember Jesus did not come to be ministered to. He came to minister. She's dropping gems, y'all. Y'all better follow my mom. And look, I was so humbled. I said, okay, Lord, I got it. (laughs) Because he was basically saying, you're sitting here trying to have a little pity party about not being invited to something by some people who you really don't necessarily want to go and have a social gathering with anyway and instead of you feeling sorry for yourself and always taking on this you know who who doesn't like me and who doesn't invite me and all of that how about you take the position of God what do you want me to do to bless other people Mm -hmm. how can you use me to help someone else 
and not take on and that's why I said on the onset of this that sometimes the idea and the feeling of being a black sheep is is perceived for me it was very much a perception right because you know I, I didn't have I didn't have the the experience as far as within my immediate family where I was treated a certain way but I just had a perception that the enemy was able to feed off on because mm-hmm. at the end of the day you know self-pity and and always feeling like no one likes you and all of that the devil feeds off of all of that all of that because yep. it constantly puts you in the position in the seat of a victim instead of a victor And when you start to perceive yourself as a victim, you're constantly looking for that next person to make you feel okay. Well, I need this person. This person didn't say anything. And I went to this setting and they didn't speak to me. And why come they don't like me? And the devil just uses all of that. When God is saying, you know, God uses all of that. And God is saying, do not put your trust in man. Boy, I mean, you (laughs) put your trust in me. You why are you looking at the man? <laughs> why are you looking at the man to approve you? Why why are you so worried about what people think about you? And and so it it, it has been a lifelong journey for me to personally speaking. It really has to finally put, be able to be okay with me. And that's the end of the day. Be okay with the person you look in the mirror. Be okay with that person. Right. Fall in love with that person. And it starts with first falling in love with God because when you fall Ooh. in love God and receive the love of God and that love becomes within your being then you're able to love yourself and until you do that you really are not going to be able to fully walk in anything God has chosen you to do that's the fact oh man forget gems I don't know what's past gems you just had a treasure chest that that is gold gold pure gold you know like and this is why I love my that we do this and I'm so thankful for all of you that are listening because if I tell you we do not prep for any of these what what <laughs> my and I do right what we do is we we sit down we when God places on our heart we sat down and we started kind of going through different things that were relatable to us as far as topics and beyond that um, prior to every w- one of these evening talks that all of you are listening to every Friday, the only thing that we do is we review our topic and then we do a prayer prior to even asking you to join us. And so everything else is just however God leads. And so my says whatever, you know, whatever she feels and, and I say whatever I feel that God leads me to say. And so we just thank all of you for joining us because that is the whole goal yes. when I sat down together it was the number one goal of saying man we have been through so much stuff if Boy. we could help anybody <laughs> we have been through so many 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 things uh, and uh, the, the, the joy of just being able to share and being on the other side of the topics that you hear us talking about is a nothing more than a joy and a blessing and please know it doesn't mean that because we have deemed this overcomers club that we don't have day-to-day problems we're yet still in faith day-to-day 
we're yet still having to keep each other encouraged. Mom, you good? Mom, you good? Exactly. <laughs> we're just, exactly. We're walking because it's a daily walk, you know. So mm-hmm. all the things we've overcome, there's yet still other things that we are yet overcoming. But that's the beauty of doing this because you can look back and say, okay, if I overcame that, I can overcome this. If God bless me over it's the same God because he changes not, right? And so if the same God bless us overcome that, then the same God's going to help us overcome this. And so we still have other things that we are yet believing God for, but um, we know that talking, because what's our scripture, my, we overcome by what? Through the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimonies. testimonies. That's right. And so that's, that's what this is all about. We understand the power of the blood and we understand the power of our testimonies. And so thank you for all of you that are listening to us because this is what it is. We're sharing our testimonies and we're asking for any of you listening that if you feel so led to share yours as well, because there is power in the testimony. There is so much power in saying, hey, I've went through this and God did this for me. And I just want you to know about it because it, exactly. it you know, it strengthens your faith because it reminds you, you know, Psalms 103, you know, tells us forget not his benefits. It reminds you like, wait a minute. Lord. Wait a minute, God did do that. Wait a minute, I can't forget that because that's going to help me go through whatever I'm going through right now. No, come on. I don't know if y'all know this, but my mom is fired up right now. Like, I'm fired up. I, I just want to do a quick shout out to the people that joined the room. Thanks so much for listening. Matthew, Melody, Tori, Cindy, Morris, Titi, Alexandra, Chris, Carrie, Marilyn, Sahar, Christina, Celeste, Joe. Jokina, like, thank you so much, all of you. I mean, just so many more. And we do have a guest on the stage. You want to welcome to the stage, Morris the Connector. And guys, if you want to come up and speak on this topic, please do. We're opening the floor because if you want to ask me, my mom, a question, add value, we would love to um, just continue the conversation because we've been really, what we've really been talking about, the idea of this black sheep is that you can feel marginalized in your family. You might have been that person that that family member, like that family victimized and hid the secret of. But let me tell you, there is power in that, that God will redeem something out of it, that you're being conformed to his to His likeness. His own received him not. But again, he's given us power and through God's will to be the sons and the daughters of Christ. Um, I'm gonna get ready to switch you out with Morris. So just stay here and Thanks so much for everyone that's listening. Okay, that sounds great. I'll be back soon. Okay. We want to welcome to the stage Morris the Connector. I, I just want to thank I just want to thank you so much for listening and wanted to answer the conversation already. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm breathing. I'm alive and I thank God and give God the glory for me being alive today to make things happen and I just love what you're talking about because my story is my glory yes Come on. you're a pen and paper of your story you could play the victim or the hero I'm the hero now because I found my way I found my gift I found my purpose and I'm serving serving and that's what we're all here to do serve with our love that will transcend us onto the next stage in our life on this journey yeah man i love the conversation thank you so much no so much power you've already you're coming on the stage with that i felt it and i love your energy just 
talking about it because that's the truth. Me and my mom, we have been victims in so many areas of our lives. This is officially episode eight of the Overcomers Club. And we just decided, look, just like you, we don't want to be victims anymore. And we're not. God called us to be more than conquerors. So we are now the heroes and the the and protagonists of our own lives. And we just want to give a space and voice for other people to be empowered, to know that God has them and that whatever they've been through is not the end of their story. So definitely, what did well, you what did you want to uh, say while you're here on stage? Did you have a question? Well, I just, you just want to just add to every, it. Just want everyone to know, man. Don't worry about what you're going through the pain. Worry about what you become through the pain, because you have to yes. go through the pain to gain. My pain's been my gain. My pain came. My philosophy is: I go to the gym for pain. And when I go to the gym, yes. I go there to train to build muscle. Life is about building muscle, and you can't go through life without having no pain to build your experience Absolutely. in life to take you to a level where you gain power and then i'm a powerful man now but it's not about the power i have now it's about me empowering people once i receive the power from god right. man i'm here to empower people it's not about control i have so much power man most people use it for control it's about the service i give to others That's what it's yes, about, you know, giving to others. Now I found myself, and I just want to say it briefly of my story. My story stems from growing up. This is my testimony, man, and I, I, come on, I know, I know it will touch somebody here tonight. Before I'm in England, three past two in the morning. I've got to be up at six, but I came into this room, and there's a reason why I come into this room because. Somebody's going to take my story and it will be their glory because they can take something from it and the truth will set them free because they too this. can come on stage and share their story because if you suffered pain and we all suffer pain, it can be a gift, a gift from God by giving it to someone else. And my story stems from growing up when I was seven years old. I left home when I was seven and my mum had to bring up five siblings with that. I love my dad so much. Used to watch him walk down the road and going to work, crying at the door. Can I come, dad? Can I come, dad? But one day he didn't come home. He didn't come back. I always, I always struggled with that. I had to live with that for 10 years until I found out he had an affair and my mum kicked him out. You know what I mean? Which was the right thing to do. But fast forward from there, I was going to school at 13, 14 and getting bullied at school, but it wasn't by the kids, funny enough. It was by the teachers. I had trouble with discipline, like a kid would, growing up with his mum. I wish the teachers would have said to me, Morris, what is your problem at home? They used to say to me, you're going to be nothing in life, man. What a thing to say. But I wish they mm. could see me now with the power that I have. Right. Forward, I left school with no qualifications as a school dropout, no confidence, no belief in myself. Seeing in England in the 70s, no one of significance that I could look up to and say, Yes, I want to be that person. I like that person. Forward, I started to sell drugs. They say money is the root of all evil, but it's not. You can't help the poor by being one of them. It's the love of money. And I love money so much, I would do anything. I... Sold drugs for 12 years, going in and out of prison, thinking this was the way, this was my success. 
but it's not. Success is me speaking my truth here today. Knowing who I am. But it was the death of my son that was 18 months old. Put me out of the darkness. When he died, I wanted to die too. I must have hugged him 15 times. What a way to cheat your son. My mum used to say to come to church, Morris, I used to say, I ain't got enough time. But here I was, wanting the mindset reset. Playing tricks on me. They say knock on the door will be open and I walked into church. I feel fine and I found God in there. Started to shine bright. They said be careful of your environment, you're a product of your environment. Yes I was. I was now in another environment. God. Letting me see clearer. Clarity and vision is a must in our life, everyone that's listening. I started to get clarity on what I really wanted to do. Just, just make sure I treated my other kid in the way I didn't my son that passed away. I just wanted to be someone in life, somebody in life. And I started to work. People laugh when I say that. I was enjoying working. I'm saying to everybody here, if you don't, you can change it. Because change happens, progress doesn't. And I started to make progress in believing in myself that I could be somebody. And within eight years, I was able to set up a show for company. Some of the biggest pop stars in the world, like Justin Bieber, Beyonce, Whitney Houston tour I've done in 2010, and many more. But I want to say, we have to go through the pain to gain. In 2007, I lost my sister, my best friend. I struggled with that. I didn't turn back. I believed in God and knew that I had to stay on. Wow. Man, let me tell y'all something. God moves in amazing ways. And I'm going to tell you, Morris, your, your story definitely fits so well with what we're talking about. And I'm just so thankful that you felt so comfortable to come and share because... When I say that, just the experience of you going through what you did with your child and then now like giving your life over to God, like I believe that that is really the story of a lot of our lives. And you said something very powerful talking about how pain, like it's something we all have to go through. And I've even had talks on my, um, on my, on different like um, subjects and about the idea of that pain is the new currency. We go through things in life and those things end up paying us back. Like we wouldn't have, a lot of us, me and my mom would not have been able to say we overcame anything or be, have grown in wisdom and knowledge and understanding or grown stronger if we did not go through these painful experiences. And the situation that you went through, being bullied by your teachers and all that, I mean, obviously it has equated to you becoming the man that God made you today. And we're just so privileged for you to come on stage. And I know some people are blessed by it. Thank you so much, Morris. Thank you. I hope that people, y'all tap in with Morris. Y'all definitely um, give him a follow. Uh, this is what we do every single week, 7 p.m. Central Time here on the Wisdom app. We're taking this podcast to all the other platforms in the beginning of 2022. So definitely tune in and don't don't miss out. Morris, we want to thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have a blessed rest of your evening. I'm getting ready to swap you back out with my mom. Y'all definitely give Morris a follow.
she's coming up. But guys, this idea that, you know, overcoming being a black sheep is something that a lot of experience, like Morris was even talking about, you know, he had to deal with growing up and the, he was getting put on a path that even though it seemed like it was gonna be a bad path going through having to, um, he was sitting there selling drugs and like being labeled. And my mom can tell you working the educational system how a lot of times the teachers can definitely put the kid on a on yes. a on a, bit, on a yes. good or bad trajectory yes. in life. That's God right. was able to still deliver him out on the other side where he went against those those different stigmas and having like that's what we're talking about because you can be a black sheep in your family in your society your school friends you know your community circle no matter what but. We're here to tell you that you can definitely overcome it. And a lot of it is having to do with accepting these things. Accepting that God allows you to be that person for a reason. And it is to be conformed. I'm here to tell you why. It's to be conformed into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Like, simple. Point blank, period. Because we had to go through those experiences so we can understand what it's like to have to be like Christ. And so that yeah. now that we can do, and now we can do what me and my mom doing, and reach back and pull somebody else forward. You know, it's right. a beautiful change. Yes, it is. And and this idea that, okay, well, if I'm having all these problems in my life, I must be doing something wrong is one of the greatest tricks that the enemy puts into our mindset because Jesus clearly tells us in this world, you shall have trouble period but yep. he doesn't stop there so so let's just let that marinate this this idea that we're going to somehow live and you have people that sometimes will say well i'm doing everything right you know i'm serving god i'm giving why come i have all these problems You're well going to. right that's what we need to we need to be come to terms with that your level of problems does not equate to your amount of relationship or quantify your relationship with God. It's because Jesus already told us, the word already told us, in this word you still have trouble, but what's so beautiful is he did not leave it there. He said, but in him we shall have peace. So peace that passes all understanding is when you first understand what is happening and that's why he also tells us he would not have us ignorant of satan's devices exactly. so if we spend so much time trying to dodge and and you know escape and hide problems and troubles we're going to waste a lot of time so instead of saying i need to pray not to have any problems the better thing is, Lord, equip me for whatever is going to come. Ooh, come Fortify me. Give me strength. He tells us your mother, your grandmother, my mother wrote before she passed, you know, his grace is sufficient. And mm -hmm. so the all the different topics that we're talking about, believe you me, neither one of us signed up for them voluntarily. <laughs> we did mm -hmm. not stand in line and say, you know, oh. I really want to have this trouble in my life. None of us. Uh, you know just love problems and trouble but it's going to come they're going to come and so the joy is knowing that okay just because i have these problems doesn't mean 
that I have them because I am the black sheep. I have them because we're in a sin-laden world. And the only way we can have any joy and peace on this side of heaven is through God and accepting his son Christ. So that as your grandfather said, I'm living now so I can live again. And look, you said so much and I'm just so thankful because it's the truth, guys. Like the things we go through, you have kind of like two choices and we're really about perspective shifting too because I'm I'm a very, God has allowed me to be a positive person and now to have the right perspective as he would have me to see. It's the same thing God talks about, count it all joy when you fall into diving temptation. That's the word. Because you are like, understand everything that you go through, it's not for anything. It says, when God said, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, it means absolutely everything. That thing, that family member that hurt you back in the day and your family covering up, it's going to come back for your good. That's why we brought up the idea and the story of Joseph, because that's what ended up happening. Like, it, it, it was the, the launching pad into his ministry. He, you, Some of y'all had to go through those things because you were called to help other people that would indeed go through those things. And that's what's happening here. Um, we... A lot of times we fight the struggle, we fight the pain. Nobody right. likes to go through hard times. I hate still going through hard times. I mean, who does? But I, I'm thankful because so many things that we've been through. My my mom say, when well, me and my mom say that we've been through a lot. Y'all go check our first episode. <laughs> we ran literally the resume. Okay, that was literally just an introduction resume. I'm talking about from divorce to dealing with. Uh, suicidal things to dealing with um, sexual abuse to dealing with um, overweight. I'm talking about y'all. The laundry list is deep. Multiple, it runs deep. Dealing with multiple deaths in the family. I'm talking about like this is so much. But we have been able to overcome these things. Listen, welcome to the Overcomers Club. We aren't talking about nothing that we that we over here crying about. No, this is stuff that we can say we have the victory over and it's only through Christ. Y'all were the black sheep. Look, some of y'all were the black sheep because that was a calling on your life. And that's what it is, point blank period. And that's the same. We're talking because we both were the black sheep as well. (laughs) But understand, and and honestly, it's funny because we think about this idea of like being a black sheep, like even the sheep. We, (laughs) to be in a flock, we in the world we are so taught to follow the crowd to follow everything everybody does follow what all our family members do and friends not understanding that god has put us all on an individual path and journey and that he knows that a lot of us aren't gonna get there unless he allows certain things to happen in our lives so that we can get the lesson because i know for a fact I went through so many things. I would not be who I am today or know what I know if I didn't have that God ordained um, butt whooping from certain people (laughs) or trial or test from certain people because it taught me certain, I remember certain things, certain lessons I learned with only because that was what got me out of that season. But understand those lessons had to be learned so I can now 
regurgitate them. You know, I can recycle them back to y'all. So it, so it's gonna be anything ever. It can be nothing but edifying to what God has for all of us to do. And yeah. so everything you've been through, anytime you feel isolated, alone, and I'm gonna tell you, I was talking to one of my one of my best friends, Chrissy. I know she's on the line. Love you, Chrissy. Love you. We were just talking about you know something. When you've gone through your life being a black sheep, being alone, y'all better know y'all some of the strongest people that's out there because y'all not easily swayed. Like you've gone, you right. learned how to right. be alone. Like you learned how to really do what you want to do to not so be so easily swayed by people. You have a stronger sense of self, of character. You right. have better thought processes, and that's just the way it is. So when you move, you can move like a lot of people what's holding a lot of people back why they can't really grow and develop is because they always waiting on somebody to give them the go ahead for validation but a lot of y'all had to come to the conclusion that man i can't get no, i can't get it from nobody else i can just gonna be me out here and god and i just have to do what i gotta do and so people like you that's what god wants us to do yes it god is wants us to be those type people he don't want us to be people that we gotta, we can't do a work that he has set for us unless we got a million people behind us. So with us, we get a pat on the back from this person and that person. No, he's like, do the work I got for you to do. Like me and my mom, we're doing this podcast and we don't care if it's 15 million people, it's just 15 people. God has ordered us to do it because we know right. that we're meant, he's gonna draw the right people to be a, to be blessed by this. And we pray that everything we say is is helping someone because that is really what we're supposed to be doing as ministering to someone, encouraging someone, helping someone get closer into their word, getting a, get a relationship with Christ because we have to know that nothing is wasted. Like the more I think of my life, every single thing I've been through, I'm like, nothing was wasted. Nothing at all. Every bad experience, Things that I've been through, things that I'm going through now, I'm like, okay, <laughs> God is literally, and it's a call on my life, it's calling my mom's life. When I tell you we don't, any type of sector of suffering, it's like, we got a, we got some experience there. I don't, <laughs> we got it. And I know it's because, and I thought about this a long time ago. I, even when I was young, I'm gonna say, man, what is wrong with me? I said, man, somebody, I must have signed up uh to be on this this to choose this hard life because i'm gonna know and have way more life experience than half the people older than me and, and now I, that's what's happening and now i'm looking at what we're doing today and it ain't nothing but god because it's true i'm talking about any sector of life health dealing with poverty dealing with starts insanity dealing <laughs> with i'm talking about <laughs> We gotta check in single box, y'all. Some kind of somewhere we like in that grid. We done hit the grid, and and that's because God has called us. I I really feel like He called us to help that many people. Though that many people, because you all have your own individual struggles, and some of us have more than others. But understand, if you're called and you have a lot of issues in your life, you better know God is is looking to get a return on that. And you didn't go through that, that for nothing. And and the thing about that, Maya, that what dropped in my spirit is the the thing that determines whether 
all of the pain that we go through can be used for his glory is what we do with it Come because on. you have a choice you can go through life mm-hmm. and experience a lot of pain and die with that pain and never receive the healing that's not god's will but exactly. that is a choice that we have to take and so what I felt very led to talk about before we close tonight is the currency of the kingdom is love. And so when Christ himself died on the cross for the sins of the whole world and what did he say is, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so those of us who have been the black sheep and maybe still may feel like you are the black sheep do not by any means allow any of your family members friends neighbors whoever they may be to cause you to walk in offense to the point that you do not forgive because you cannot move forward in love with unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart you don't know somebody need to hear that Y'all, That's somebody needed that. God told me you cannot leave out the fact that those painful experiences, you know, you, you can be, what does it say? You can get be bitter or you can be better. And if you walk in bitterness, you cannot receive the love of Christ and have unforgiveness in your heart at the same time. So it's about relinquishing that. And it is not something that may happen overnight. Please know we know that. For the things that we have been through, there are, as we talk about, you know, these layers of pain. And if you have been in an abusive situation for many, many years, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to wake up tomorrow and everything's going to be clear in your heart. But the first step is to recognize, wait a minute, I I have to really come to terms with what's in my heart because the man is on outward appearance. You can smile as we all do and go about your day to day, but God is on your heart. And if there's something in your heart against anyone that has done anything to any of us, an offense, sometimes people have done things that have been so incredibly horrible that we feel that they deserve to be hated, but that is not what God calls us to do. Right. He calls us to give that situation, that person to him. And he said, Venice is his and what is right, he will repay. So in order to be able to be overcomers, you got to overcome the hate. You got to overcome the bitterness. You got to overcome the unforgiveness as well as overcoming the situation. And the only way you can do that is by giving all of that to God and letting the love of God, because his love, perfect love, cast out fear. It covers a multitude of faults. And so the only way we have been able to come to you and talk about overcoming and talk about the people, including her father, who I was married to for 25 years and and went through so much verbal and emotional use that the only way that I'm able to talk on this topic of overcoming is I had to do the work of forgiving him. I had Mm -hmm. to let it go. I had to give all of the pain and the anger and the resentment to God. And it was when I did that, that I began to see my life make a major shift 
because you cannot move forward holding on to the things that have happened in the past. You can't not do it. And I am a living testimony that when you give it to God, and when you cry out to him and when you ask him to take away that pain and that anger and that bitterness and that mm-hmm. unforgiveness, he will. He will. He, he will. Certainly will. And that that freedom, because you feel so free, all of those things are nothing but weights on you. And when you can let all that go, because sometimes, you know, we hold on to it because, you know, we feel like we got to, you know, have this defense up because we don't want to be hurt again. It doesn't work. You're just holding on to a weight that keeps you from living the way God intended you to live, which is free. So we are coming to you telling you that we know that you can be free because whom the son has set free is free indeed. And that is what we're sharing with you tonight, that whether or not you feel like you are a black sheep or not, whether you feel like I just need to figure out how to move forward in my life, whether you're someone listening that says, I really don't know this love of God that y'all are talking about tonight. That is why we're going to get ready to go into prayer. And we're just asking everybody to do your own search of your heart because the prayers between you and God, personal, intimate relationship between you and God. So if you are someone who needs to receive Christ as your savior, He's ready. He is has his arms wide open because that's why he came. So my that uh, that is where I am at. Whenever you're ready to go into prayer, I'm ready. You know what? I need to say one thing too about that forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. I'm gonna say one this because this has been a topic coming up. And I, I we might I, I feel like that's what we're gonna have to be moving past. That's gonna probably be next week's episode. Because we gotta do a deeper dive in that. But I'm gonna tell you this, and this is a check, this is how you gonna know. Cause some of y'all, cause this is the what happened with me. I was taught a lot of times, once you forgive something, you forget. But let's be honest, our brains ain't wired like that. I don't know where that came from. I don't get it. I I think, honestly, people equate that you want you forgive. Like, we had the power of God to throw in the sea of forgiveness. We don't have that power. So this is what you got to do every day. (laughs) God has that power. Look, we don't. But I'm going to tell you, God, and this is something that God has given me, and I want to give someone to help overcome unforgiveness just, like, as a quick step. And that is that praying for to for bless them. them. That's right. That person God says to yeah. bless those that yes. curse you. That's right, Maya. That That's I don't right. care. I don't care what they did to you. If you can say that out loud, I bless this person that did blah 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 to me, and I forgive this person. I'm telling you because that's how I got over my issue, my pain. I did that every day, and then it got to the point now. I'm like, wait a minute. These people ain't even my enemies. It was the it was the spirit behind them people. Right, right. And that those people, time, that's that when first... you get to understand that's what God right. Christ said. Forgive them, Lord. They, know, they not know not what, they, what they, do. they do. And I look that did. first time you say that, Maya, we just want everybody to know that first time you say that, you may not even feel it. It's not exactly. about how you feel. You may not feel like you have forgiven them, but it's obedience. That's exactly, exactly. right. It's being obedient to what God told you to do. And the more that you pray for them and ask God to forgive them and you 
and you declare forgiveness, the more you'll be able to actually know that what you're saying is actually true in your spirit and in your heart. Exactly. And that's why it's a it's a practice, God. And I'm yeah, telling it's you, obedience, right. And, and some people they might be perpetrating and doing stuff to you right now. That's why you and I'm gonna tell you there's people I have to literally bring before the altar and forgive them every day. But that is how it's done. That's how it's, it's done. not gonna just be one and done. Some people that's you know right. they bother you and do stuff to you every day. You make it a pro you make it intentional. Lord bless them people. I pray that they come to the knowledge of you, Lord, that they will get their yeah. lives right and that would, the spirit behind them be bound in the name yes. of Jesus. That's yeah. how you come but, and, and then you're right. constantly purifying and cleansing your heart. Yeah. Because that's I ain't lying. I'm at the point, I don't have no enemies. That's they right. might be doing, and I tell you, I've had some people I could consider enemies, but it's not them, it's the spirit behind them. So that's, that's what right. I pray against because God said we that's don't right. wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers of darkness and wickedness in high places. We go against that. And that is how you're going to start getting, breaking down the like that wall of unforgiveness. How you're going to start really making some moves and how God can really start listening to you. Because let me tell you something. You're praying with unforgiveness in your heart. Two things is happening. First of all, God's not hearing you. That's correct. And second of all, the, right. the devil got every legal right to be in your life and to keep doing what he's doing. So we're telling you this because we want you to get delivered. We want he you to get free and start walking yes. in the path that God has for you. Yes. Me alone, we know we done been through it. <laughs> yes. We got some people. We got some people. Look, Sam, if I had the choice, <laughs> if I wrote the Bible, we, we, we got some people, man. We, we could be battling right now. <laughs> we could be boxing right now, right here, right now. Y'all could be listening to me. Somebody throw some oil on me, help me. But that is not what God called us to be. So that's why I say some people literally, you got to lay them bad boys on the altar every day. That's but that's right. how you're going to keep yourself clean and you're going to get to the point where you're going to be able to see spiritually. It ain't even them. That's right. That's it's right. It's really not. Right. And, and <laughs> just I being you. Said, we're gonna to have to do this on a topic on itself because you're it. so right. But that this was like I was like, you got to you got to get that in there. And then I also had someone to tell me which I, I had to really pray about um because it troubled me at first. But I when I went through something with someone and, and this person was trying to intercede because once once you know, and this is so true for so many of you that are that are listening, I have no doubt. Once you know that you have been ultimately betrayed by someone. Ooh, I was a, a it was someone that was posing as a friend. Once you know about that betrayal, you have a choice to make about whether you are going to continue in trying to reconcile that quote unquote friendship or not. Now, once I understood the depth of the betrayal, I chose not to. But this ideal and, and I was, uh, someone was trying to put me under condemnation because they told me, well, if you have really forgiven someone, the relationship will return back to what it was. Wrong. Well, how can it return yeah. back to what it was when what it was was a lie to begin with? So I had to really wrestle with that because I was like, return back to what it was. So not only was that person trying to make me feel like, 
oh, well, you need to forgive them. But the way that you know you forgive them is because you just basically go back and start all over with that person. And I, and I, something in my check in my spirit said, no, I don't have to do that. So you don't uh-huh. have to have toxic people in your life to in, nope. in, in order to say that you've forgiven them. That is mm-hmm. not the stamp of approval for forgiveness. It is what is in your heart. <laughs> I will say not for that. real. It's what is it's- in your heart because I, I, I mean, once I told who the person was, that was nothing other than deception and betrayal. So why would I feel the need to try to have that person remain in my life when, again, everything about what I thought they were in my life was a lie? So please do not carry this condemnation and this guilt that you got to fix things that you didn't even cause to be the problem in the first place. Your role is to not to hold anything against the person in your heart. And so, yes, my, we will frame a whole podcast, a whole talk around overcoming unforgiveness. But we just want to tie that in with as you are moving forward, it is a very necessary step to act to overcome whatever anyone has done to you. Absolutely. And, and we just want to thank you again for everyone that's listening um, because we are so dedicated, guys. This is weekly. As we, as the Lord moves, we don't know how frequent we might become more frequent on this, but we have been committed and we this is weekly, guys. We do this every Friday, Saturday, p.m. Central, I mean, p.m. Central Time. Friday. And we really care about um, y'all not only being able to tell your testimony, but also being able to give you a word to help you overcome. And that is what it's all about. So we get ready to pray. Um, thanks so much for everyone that's joining. Father God, your word says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to your purpose. Lord, we thank you right now. We give you glory right now for this podcast and allowing us to be able to just talk and to speak on the things that we've been through that you have given us power to overcome. Lord, we pray that the things that we said were edifying to the souls, to the hearts, to the minds, to the ears of the listeners, and that people will literally start taking those words of wisdom, that not from us, but only from you, that they will take that and be able to implement it into their individual lives and situations. Lord, we know that being isolated, being different, that is definitely hard and it's a difficult journey to be on the walk, be on this walk as your son was, but you have called us to it. And it's not to say that it's going to be hard and we can't do it, but you said, look, have peace, have, be calm, know that I'm God. We can be still in your presence and also know that we can overcome. That is the good news that Christ said he's already overcome, he's already overcome this world. So we don't, the path of freedom, the path of success, the path of of healing is already been laid by Christ and we just have to walk as you have already led us to do so. Lord, we pray for healing right now. You said for healing is the children's bread. Your children, your daughters, your sons of they are in need of healing and deliverance. And Lord, you said that we confess our sins once another, that we will be healed. And that Lord, if we come to you, that we confess our sins to you, that you're faithful and just to forgive. Lord, we pray right now that you help us to completely 
like dig deep lord to start the offer like start the process of cleansing our spirit so we bind the spirit of confusion of rejection of setback delay of inadequacy of isolation depression anxiety we come against confusion of unforgiveness of witchcraft of sorcery all works of, of evil and darkness right now in the name, name of Jesus for you said whatever I bind on earth we bind in heaven where we loose on earth we loose in heaven lord we thank you we thank you right now because the people that you needed to hear this lord is not by coincidence nothing that you do is by coincidence everything is perfectly orchestrated that it's this time and place they were here to listen to this message and lord we pray father god for that your that as we speak this word over them that your holy angels be dispatched in their lives to now being able to help them in whatever area they are failing or they are struggling in any areas of unforgiveness lord we pray father god that you help help them lord to truly come to the knowledge of truth to bring all of that up to the surface if they need to cry let them cry lord they need to break down on the altar let them break down if they need to just be undone in your presence let it be undone help them to surrender that unforgiveness those things within their hearts that they're holding against their family members or the people that isolated that did them dirty lord we bring it to the altar right now as a sacrifice to you for you don't just get you don't just have us give us you don't just have us give you our problems but you exchange them with with beautiful things with beauty father god with peace with love with joy and we thank you father god and we pray for those spirits of peace of joy of love of happiness like those spirits that come from you of of perfect love that cast up all fear to go and go forth on the on the listeners right now we pray father god that lord in your word you said in peace we will lay down and sleep that you alone lord allow us to dwell in safety whatever those situations we have been struggling with we've gone through in the past that have made us feel as though we are unloved we break and bind every generational curse every ill spoken word anything that's come against the destiny of your children for lord you have called us for what who we are who the son has set free is free indeed you there are people that need healing right now lord you said by your stripes we are already healed we stand firm on your word we take authority over the enemy and we we completely stand firm in truth and to know that you will deliver us from all things that already have help us father god in the areas where we have unbelief we break and bind the spirit of unbelief and help us to continue to just layer and in, in this word give us more and more of your word thank us thank you for your word thank you for setting us free thank you for your holy spirit to convict us to lead us thank you for love that we can have a community for what people don't have to feel alone that they can reach out and get some help that they can get some prayer We just thank you for all things and in Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. All right guys, we just want to thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Overcomers Club. Tune in next Friday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um and stay tuned. We if you want to be a guest, definitely inbox me. Um reach out and we pray that you be blessed. Blessings everyone. Good night. Good night.